Welcome to the Product Doula Presents, the podcast that helps you navigate the complex journey of bringing your product-based business to life. I'm your host, Christina Vanacore, and I'm excited to be your guide on this journey. Each week, I'll interview guest experts, product-based entrepreneurs, and provide education and insights to help you make informed decisions for your business. I know that launching and scaling a product-based business can be overwhelming, and that's why I'm here. I'm like your very own product doula, guiding you through every step of the process. From market research and product development to manufacturing and distribution, I've got you covered. There's no sugarcoating around here, so buckle your seatbelts and let's jump in. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Product Doula Presents podcast. So this weekend, my bestie and I went and saw the Taylor Swift's era tour moving. And I don't know if it's because I'm a business owner or what it was, but as much as I enjoyed the music, I couldn't stop thinking about how in incredibly smart and what an incredibly smart businesswoman Taylor Swift is. Now granted I'm sure she has a business manager and I'm sure she takes input from the fam but at the end of the day she's an incredibly smart businesswoman and so we're gonna break it down. We're gonna break down what my thoughts were as we went through this movie listening to her songs, singing, dancing. At one point I was even crying it is what it is. Um, and we're just going to break it down. And I hope that you enjoy this episode. I would be remiss to, to not address the elephant in the world right now, right? What is going on in the Middle East is absolutely heartbreaking and it's so incredibly heavy. I have friends that are Israeli. I have friends that are Palestinian. I have friends that are Jewish. And my heart just breaks. It just breaks for the world that we're living in right now. And it's so, so heavy. But at the same time, I almost felt like this is why I needed and wanted to record this Taylor Swift episode. I wanted just to have some lighthearted, fun talk with you all while breaking down some business basics so that there was just something that was light in the world for you to listen to. So again, I hope you enjoy the episode. Fun fact about me, when I record my podcast episodes, I literally script out every single word that I'm going to say. Some people say it's what makes me a really great podcaster because I'm very clear. There's not a lot of ums happening for the most part. And I'm I'm reading the script. Well, this episode, because I'm so stinking excited about Taylor Swift, I didn't even think I was a Swifty, but clearly I am. I, I I just made some bullet points of some thoughts that I had as I was watching the movie and I was like, you know what, we're going to hit record and I'm going to speak from the heart and this is going to be stinking amazing, or at least I hope. So, so far to date, in the US alone, the tour grossed $1 billion. Yes, you heard that correctly, billions with a B. And the movie in just two weeks has grossed $160 million. And what I thought was even more exciting when I was like reading about this and thinking about this is that it turned a profit even before it was released because of pre-sales. Now, I don't know if you all remember when the Eras Tour was first announced that like Swifties broke Ticketmaster. They were so pumped that Ticketmaster was like broke. Like there, there was no getting on the site. There was no getting tickets. People were sitting there refreshing their screens over and over and over again. 
trying their hardest to get the tickets. Now, why is this important for us as business owners, as product-based business? Well, why it is is because, again, Taylor Swift has this incredible community of followers. She pumps people up. She gets people excited. She is kind and she does her bracelets. And she has this entire offer suite that maybe people aren't even realizing. So I want to break that down a little bit, right? So when I say that she has an offer suite, she has a free version, right? Her streaming. You can stream her music on Spotify. She was smart in the fact that, again, back to her business womanness, she took her songs back, redid them, and put them as Taylor's version in parentheses so that she can make all of the money that goes along with them. And she re- she, she continues to bring people into the mix because now all of these songs that people have been loving for years from her were getting listened to again. They were getting streamed again on these platforms. They were going on the radio. All of these people were getting a taste of Taylor Swift from back in the day to now, which is exactly what her Evers tour was. It's going from back in the day when she first started out and she had her cute little guitar to now where she's, you know, hanging out in the purple haze. So that's her first offer, right? So she has this streaming. She brought back everything from the past. She got people excited. Her community was dying to get their hands on it. And so now they break the internet. The tickets were a little higher price than maybe some people were willing to pay, but other people were. And so now here we are. She has the concert. Everything is going fantastic. But she realized that there's a whole segment of her audience that didn't get to go to the concert. So what are we to do? Well, T-Swift decides that she's going to have a middle-of-the-road offer. And she is going to record her concert. And she is going to put it in movie theaters. And she is going to sell it at a price that people can afford to buy. So now. They are going into movie theaters. They are paying $19.89, which was a reference to her album, 1989, in case anybody didn't know that. And they were getting a taste of who she is, what she does, how she performs. And maybe if they didn't think that it was worth it to invest in the concert this past summer, well, she goes on tour again. Damn Skippy. A lot of those people that were paying, that were sitting in that movie theater, myself included, is willing to pay whatever we need to because I don't want to miss the next Taylor Swift concert. I want to see her. Never did I think that I would want to necessarily see her in person. It just didn't seem like something that like, not that it wasn't fun, but it was just not something that I was really that interested in. But now I'm like, yeah, I'm going to invest, right? So she went from the streaming free. She had a high ticket. She realized that some people couldn't get into that high ticket, but she wanted to convert more of her community, more of her followers. She wanted to provide them value. So she's like, hey, let's bring a middle of the road offer into the mix. Let's have a price point that's accessible to everyone. Now, how does that apply to us as business owners? How does that apply to people in the e-commerce space? What happens is, is that you're going to see what your community is looking at. You're going to see the price point that they're able to afford. You're going to want to make the decision as you're going into business 
what price point do you want to be at? Are you looking to reach the masses? Are you looking to have a select segment of people? Are you willing to give something away for free in order to reach more people and potentially expand your audience? Another thing that I really, really loved that Taylor Swift did was pre-sales. So she had pre-sales for the concert, but she also had pre-sales for the movie. And I thought it was really interesting that the pre-sales actually for the movie turned a profit before the movie even released. The power of pre-sale is amazing. You get that excitement going. You're like, wow, this seems like a really cool item I need. Let me sign up and get on their email list. Let me see if they're going to offer a discount. I want to be the first person when they launch to be like, I'm flexing. That's how the kids say it. It's a flex. That I have this item. I was just speaking with someone the other day who is launching an, a product. And she's pre-revenue. She's looking at potentially bringing in capital. And I was like, well, since you're pre-revenue, have you thought about doing a limited edition pre-sale? Start building up your email list, get people excited, and then for a 48-hour window, open up pre-sales and see what people do with that 48-hour window. Do they eat it up and set you sell out in within 24 hours of the amount of product, these limited edition products that you have here? Or do you have to sit on it a little bit? Are people kind of still unsure of whether or not they need to make that investment? The pre-sale not only builds up the FOMO and the excitement, but it also has the ability for you then to nurture the heck out of those initial first customers that you have as a small business owner and be able to truly love on them. Find out from them, what do you enjoy? What do you like? Let them start sharing the news in such a limited quantity so that when you're ready to put your entire inventory out there, that everybody's like, I am not missing out on this opportunity because I know I missed out on the pre-sale. This is a way for you to become revenue producing and help your projections right out of the gate. You don't even have to have a full launch yet. You can just have a pre-sale and start to be able to predict and know where your revenue is coming from and how quickly and excited people are. If you open up those gates and people aren't really pressing that buy button yet, you know, what's the hesitation? Maybe people don't turn around. Maybe it's a pricing situation. Maybe it was your marketing. There could be a numerous things, but if you have that mailing list and you have this group of people, now you have the ability to really survey them and learn. If Taylor put out this movie and no one purchased a pre-sale ticket, which we know is not going to happen because she's Taylor Swift, but if she priced them at $19.89 and nothing was selling at that price point, I can almost guarantee that AMC, who's distributing the movie for her, would have been like, we need to lower this because people are, they're not buying. Like, we need to do something. We're not going to make any money off of this. So that's the, the beauty of having these pre-sale opportunities. Another point that I would love to make as I'm wrapping this up is that this movie in particular was self-funded. So Taylor Swift and her family spent, they're estimating between 10 and $20 million to put this movie out so that they would not have to have a Hollywood middleman 
they weren't going through fancy distributors. There was no Hollywood honchos helping them do this. They went directly to AMC, spoke with them, made a deal with them, and got this distributed. So they don't have to share their profits with anyone other than the deal that they have with AMC. How amazing and cool is that? So I'm going to use this as an example. So if, say, you were to sell your product on Amazon or on Etsy, you are paying a percentage for either of those sales channels in order for them to distribute your product, right? For you to have access to their audience, to their marketplace, right? For you to have your supposed film in their supposed theater in front of their people. Well, what if you didn't do that? What if you just started on Shopify and used your own e-commerce? What if you created your own LinkedIn and started following the buyers for the different stores and the retailers that you want? That you started speaking with them as opposed to going through someone who brokers those deals for you? Wouldn't that be nice to be able to not have to cut into your profits? Now, granted, Taylor Swift and her family, they self-funded this. It was a huge investment. And people who are selling products, who are creating products, whether you're a maker or you're an inventor or you're manufacturing, you know it's a huge investment. But the profit, but the exposure, the building of the community, oh, that goes a long way when you start making those profits. When you start realizing that you don't necessarily need to have all of these other distribution channels, that you can be self-funded and everything goes back into your pocket and how you want to reinvest in your business, that's incredible. I think when I started looking at this for the Taylor Swift, you know, after going to the movie, and I was like, let me research some of these numbers because I want to have like hard fact numbers for you all. This was the thing that impressed me the most about what Taylor did by going from full out, sold out, amazing concert tour to movie and seeing the success of the movie and being so in awe of the movie, but then to find out that she chose to do this on her own, that she chose to fund this in a way that was going to help make her even more profitable. Like, wow, that's huge. And another point that really was like eye-opening to me was the fact that, and again, Taylor Swift is in fact her own brand and she has been doing this for a long time. When you're just starting out as a small business, it's going to take you time to build up your reputation and to build up who you are and what your community is looking for and such. But she wasn't afraid to do it her way. She wasn't afraid to set a price point that made sense for her. She wasn't afraid to fund this herself. She wasn't afraid to skip the middleman. She did it her way and she did it successfully. And I think that it, that's a lot. That's something for us to all take in and think about and be like, wow, I can do this. Like I can go all in and make it happen. And will it be at the same scale as Taylor? No, probably not right away. In 20 years, will it be? Heck yeah, there's no reason why you can't. 
There's no reason why every single small business owner can't at some point be a million dollar or a billion dollar business. Look at some of the other brands that are out there. At some point, they started out as only being a four-figure month company. You know, you can look at so many people and see how that happened for them. And they've had ups and downs, but it can happen. And so that's what I want you to take away from this episode. Not only these incredible learning points that we can take away from what Taylor did by going again from releasing new music, old music under a new name to putting out a tour that celebrates all of her years of music and all of her fans to then going out and being like, hey, let's put a middle of the road item in here to open it up for the community and to get more people to see and be able to, to make money off of it. Like, let's be real. That's what she did. She She's making money off of it. That we can look back and just be like, I can do this. You know what? I I can do this and I'm going to be successful and I'm going to be fantastic and I'm going to launch that business. I'm going to grow that business and I am going to do it my way. So I hope that everyone enjoyed this episode today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to The Product Doula Presents. Go to your favorite podcast app, hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. It will help us reach more product-based business owners and support them in achieving their business dreams. If you got something out of our show, I would love to hear from you. Send me your favorite takeaway or any questions you may have to info at theproductdoula.com. You might just hear the answer in a future episode. I'll see you back here next week.